What's going on, Clipper Nation? It's me, William the Opinion Updike. And I am Positive Chuck Mockler. We are joined by a very special guest today, co-host of the Clips at Podcast, Mr. Joseph Fryer Ward. Thank you so much. Hey guys, how's it going? Not too bad. Thank you so much for joining us, dude. Thanks for having me. Uh, so today we're going to be doing some Twitter Tuesday questions. Uh, if you'd ever like your chance to get a question featured on the show, go ahead and send those over to at Locked on Clips, at Charles Mockler, at Will Updike, uh, and we'll get back to you. Um, <laughs> thanks to everyone. <laughs> I'm just a little Pretty dicey sure. on whether whether or not I'll get back to you. Uh, one right, yeah, yeah. We, one of us, yeah. <laughs> chuckle, chuckle here, yeah. Uh, yeah. But thank you to everybody who sent those questions in ahead of time. Um, there's some good stuff there about uh, sort of just what things are going to be like with the return. Specifically, we got some stuff about Noah uh, and then the, possibly the future of Paul George. Got some mm. real estate to move. Oh, yeah. uh, and then <clears throat> we're going to be doing another uh, sort of which Clipper has the most to prove segment. Uh, and we'll be breaking that down. Hopefully get some great input from our guest. And so. then in, <laughs> let's so. I wouldn't count on it guys. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, in shavings today for you, we've got some, an absurd proposition for how next year's season is going to, is going to shake out. Um, and then a, uh, Clippers, uh, adjacent coach that yeah, we got, a, that we got a shout out to doing great things in the community. So all that and more coming up right about now. Yes. So one more time, thank you for people who sent in questions for Twitter Tuesday. Uh, today, sponsored by Built Bar. Shout out to Built Bar. Always by Built Bar. Bill Bar. Shout out, Built Bar. Shout out, Built Bar. Um, we had technical difficulties on our last episode, so we might just put this one out tonight uh, to help you guys out. But let's get right into this. Uh, CJ Ram clip, seemingly a little bit behind the news cycle, asks if Joachim Noah is still <laughs> on the team. Joseph, would you like to go ahead and take this one? Uh, yes. Um, I reached out to my team sources, uh, (laughs) trying to figure out whether or not he has been made a full-time member of the roster. I did not get information back. (laughs) Um, but he definitely is on the, as Jovan put, longest 10 day contract in NBA history. Very much so. And then Corey DiBiase has a follow-up, uh, also wants to know what his impact could be on the playoffs for the Clippers. Oh man. Uh, no. I, I mean, I hope so. I, th- I think something has gone wrong <laughs> if we're looking back at this playoff run and either we Dude, really needed a big in? game from Joe Cam Noah or we really lost because we didn't get a big game from Joe Cam Noah. Uh, something's gone horribly awry. Uh, so I would say, I mean, moral support <laughs> mostly. I'm going to push back on that a little bit. No, I think okay. I think he has a very, very specific role to fill. Um, and I think that's the five minutes, five fouls on Anthony Davis. That That is what he is going to come mm-hmm. in to do. Um, I think that's the whole reason why we got a third center is in case the pat-pat on AD thing doesn't keep working, um, we have another big body to throw at Anthony Davis if that matchup were to happen in a Western Conference Finals this year. So um, I also want to point out he was pretty good last year for the Grizzlies. Um, yeah, he and, was pretty good. And I think that if, if he were to find his way onto the floor, we might be looking back on the, Oh my God, do you remember the Joakim Noah game six that, you know, put us over the top? So, but do you think it might see, I hope it's just one. It has to I, be one game. I, if it's going to be a game. Yeah. 
Yeah. No, I'm not saying start the guy. I'm just saying he's got to roll the fill. Yeah. And like, I think Doc said it best. He was like, look, if Joachim's in the game, like something's either going really right or something's going really wrong. So, right. Yeah. <laughs> I like the five fouls. Uh, I, five yeah, minutes, I think so that's, that's great. A, that's a really good call on that one. Um, Danny H. wonders when play resumes, four months will have passed, basically an entire offseason. Do we think this helps us against the Lakers in the sense that we may now be facing year 18 LeBron as opposed to year 17 LeBron? Same momentum he had when we left off. We will also have had the same time to get healthy. Uh, I'll, I'll take it. Um, Up on in. <laughs> um, I think that the year 18 LeBron as opposed to 17 LeBron is kind of like a wait and see thing. I jumped in there with a really strong opinion. Um, but I think that it could go either way, right? He could either be rusty or because we know he's this hypervigilant athlete who does nothing but take care of his body. Yes. We could now be seeing year 15 LeBron instead of year 17 LeBron because he's had a oh, second no. off season. He's talking about going um, away. <laughs> so that's, that's what I think. Um, but it will be good to have the time off for our own guys because we did have some, you know, nicks and bruises in there. So getting healthy would be good for us too. I think I agree with your idea that it might go the other way, actually. I take it too far, though. He'll just be like a baby deer out on the court. Yeah, because I guess there is the idea. I mean, I do like that we've had basically a whole offseason. Um, I don't even think I thought about this in helping us in relation to the Lakers specifically. I think it was just to the league in general. Like, I'm just like, I don't even care about the Lakers because it's Clippers and six or whatever for the Western Conference Finals. Yeah, for this rest. Right. So, I mean, I'm kind of bummed the Bucks are going to get healthy. We've talked about – well, you've talked right. about how, you know, their bench isn't necessarily – it's yeah. good, but it's when not necessarily stretches, crazy deep. With, yeah, when they had stretches without Middleton, that team becomes infinitely less scary with Dante right. DiVincenzo in the starting lineup. Donnie Pete, um, It's still a, still a good team for sure, but uh, I, I don't know. I don't think that it's advantageous for us against the Lakers. I think, like, if anything, this is – uh, a net neutral for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, I, we, I think, needed it probably more than the Lakers. Um, I actually just don't want to think too much beyond this season because for I sure. think, like, if the Lakers don't end up being able to do it this year, like, they will be in a really good position next year to be a better constructed team than what we saw this mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't want to get too caught up in the Laker thing post this season. As a, like as to how COVID is advantageous. With all this time to think, I don't want to. I don't want to ask that. The, what's going <laughs> yeah. on? Um, we right. got one more legitimate player question, and then a real estate uh, oriented one. Uh, Step back tree asks for a player like Landry who hasn't been too consistent or gotten consistent minutes. Where does he fit into the Clippers championship puzzle? How can he stand out in his role, and what does he need to do to earn more PT in the playoffs? Make some shots. I feel like would be <laughs> for Step Landry. One. That'd be a great. That'd be a great start. Um, you know, I think the the inconsistency thing is a little bit hard with Landry because, I mean, we did change his role essentially this year. Um, and, sure. it, it, you know, we thought coming into this offseason that we might be seeing more point Landry. Uh, we, you know, and, right. and they did try to run some. And, it, you know what, it wasn't really effective. And I think that that's a lot to ask of a second-year player um, to, to go from – you know, expecting some sort of increased role to really like moving further down in the rotation than you, you know, than you would have been um, no longer starting. It's a lot. It's a lot. Um, So I I, I think that, 
yeah, I mean, ultimately he's going to have less time than I would have thought coming into the season, but that was also before a healthy Kawhi and Paul George. So, uh, but yeah, th- to me, for a guy like Landry, it's got to be just make shots and like everybody on this team, like be able to fit your role. Like I see you on the bench. I know what your role is. I know how to yeah. pop that in. I think another big thing too, once he makes the shots, like the effort on defense is always there. And that's something the doc talks about quite a bit. I think that can be a thing where maybe say doc has to throw something at the wall and see if it sticks during a game during these eight, you know, eight games or maybe in the playoffs. I think we could see a Landry game. I'd be so psyched to see like, damn, Landry hasn't been playing well, but doc threw him in in game, whatever. And, shit <laughs> like debate or something like that like we, we and we also don't know do you guys think there's any chance that maybe reggie starts to shit the bed a little bit when he gets back like he falls back to earth and we see more landry yes 100 uh, yes <laughs> um i try not that's I, another I, thing i try not think about right but i mean even so i i don't necessarily think reggie coming back down to earth and landry getting more minutes is like the worst thing for us yeah. Um, I know that the theoretical thing is Reggie takes pressure off Lou, which makes Lou better. Um, but you, you guys know my feelings about the Lou William experience yeah, right Oof. now. Um, not a fan. No, <laughs> let's not start that rumor. <laughs> okay. I clarified at the end. I just think that he needs his role, especially on a team with like Paul George and Kawhi needs to be super defined. Um, and it, it can't be at he could he can't have as much leash leash as he has now. I just fumbled that really bad. Um, no, I know what you mean. He can't be like uh, like last year's first round. Not that it right. was bad, but he was just it was just like yeah, green light. <laughs> it was either good or bad, and that yeah. was it. And we just lived with it, and that's how kind of we went. Um, but in regard to Landry, I I think Landry should be starting. Um, that's my personal opinion. Wow. Um, I think that there are multiple rounds where he could maybe not you know, against the Lakers because they do have more size. But I think against Houston, I think against Dallas, Landry could and probably should start. Um, I think our offense works better with him. I think his shoot, he's the best shooter on the team. That's not Paul George. Um, And so I think that he needs more minutes. And I'm very concerned and confused as to why Doc kicked him to the curb the second Reggie Jackson was on the team. So, yeah, that's a fair thought. I like the idea of maybe starting him, especially in those early in the eight games or in that first round. Well, I'd be super into that. I feel like that's another thing I didn't talk about in the with the consistencies and or inconsistencies that Landry's had to face. It's like, I mean, Reggie Jackson came in and performed uh, best he's ever I, had. Unlike I was <laughs> yeah. ever going, like I ever thought that he would come yeah. in. So um, that's like a little bit of luck of ha- happenstance too. Right, for sure. Um, last uh, Twitter Tuesday question for this break: devoted listener Chenny John asks our takes. On Paul George putting up his house for sale, on the third, he listed at just under $9.5 million, paid $7.4 for it, so not a bad deal there. Bad. Apparently, someone else uh, dropped into our Twitter. It's his second house. He also resides at DeAndre Jordan's old place in the Palisades. Not sure okay. <laughs> First of all, I want to say that kind of markup in this market right now? Makes sense, Paul George. Paul George, I my my opinion of you is lowered. You're gonna you're gonna rake people over the coals. What you're, kind of people? Who's he raking over these coals? You're gonna rake people over the coals for an extra two million in a time of uncertainty about jobs. Wow! I bet wow, that's. Wow, I bet wow, that, wow, you're wow, worried wow. about the millionaires. 
William the pro billionaire <laughs> yeah, like, over there. The I could have been in that house if it, if he sold it for seven and a half. He's only at market value. I could be in that thing tomorrow. Well, here, here, <laughs> I dove deeper into this. Uh, he took a bit of a bath when he sold his his first house in Indiana. Uh, took a half million dollar right. loss on it uh, when he moved oh, out there. Oh man! But uh, will he ever recover? Uh, who know? Well, I mean, you're worried about the seven and a half. Um, he's just he's trying to do it now, and you're trying to step think, on his corner. Do you, yeah. Do you think this is him just trying to get a good deal? Yeah. I don't think he's leaving. He has another house. He lit like. <laughs> I think this is Paul George doing his best to dismantle the rich from the inside. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe he, he's the ally in this situation. I hope so. he. I hope he turns it into a community center that teaches people about STEM and why uh, the police are bad. I don't think that'll happen, but that would be a tight off-season move right now. <laughs> we can all dream. We can all, we can all dream. dream. Uh, coming up after this break, we're going to be talking which Clipper has the most to prove. But first. Man, we mentioned them off top, and I was just eating them before we started recording. We have to give a shout-out to Built Bar. Uh, they are very tasty. If you would like to eat some, you need to check out BuiltBar.com. Go straight to their website. Don't go to any.edu's. Don't go to BuiltBar.ca. I don't think they have a Canadian site yet. Um, Built Bars Definitely are tasty. don't go to .gov. Yeah, do not go to BuiltBar.gov. Um, that's, <laughs> that's spyware waiting to happen. Uh, it's a protein bar that's like a candy bar. 16 amazing flavors, 8 chocolate and nut, 8 chocolate and nut free. And they're healthy. Will, could you lose or maintain weight while eating a Bill Bar? Absolutely. Hell That's yeah, you, you do. <laughs> That's all you can do, baby. So what you need to do to get the deal is you need to go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON, all capital letters, one word. And you'll get $10 off your first order. One more time, that is promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off only at BuiltBar.com. Okay. So with everything coming up, Joseph. Who do you, what clipper to you or like what you can have multiple, I suppose, have the most to prove? By the end of uh, this Mon- season. Montrez Harrell. Hmm, interesting. Okay. So I, t- I also choose him from a financial. But yeah, I, like I, think that, I, I think that um, obviously him being a free agent is a big part of that. But I also think that um, there's been, I don't know. Based on what I've heard, you know, like a lot of the locker room friction, part of that is, you know, him in terms of like his moodiness and like his mood swings given he's his Trez. performance. Yeah, he's Trez. Um, if you follow him on, on Instagram, you know exactly what we're talking about. Oh, yes, you do. <laughs> um, and so I think that if he's able to buy into a role that's not, not that he's me first, but I do think that his performance goes based on how well he's doing and how much he's being fed. So he feeds off the energy of, of doing well. And when he's not doing well, he does check out. Um, and so I think that the most important thing for him to sort of take advantage of this potential, you know, big free agency for him is to prove that he can be a winning player on a championship level team. He can give consistent defensive effort um, and he can hold his own against bigs because I think that if he wants a big paycheck, he's got to find somebody to convince that he's a starter and not you know, this super sub that I think he is. So if he's able to do that, you know, at the end of the season and throughout the playoffs, then he has the most to gain from this season, I think. That's a good call. I like the idea of trying to prove that he's a starter. Um, mm-hmm. I wonder, because I, on the episode that got eaten by technology, Will and I were talking about, too, how Trez doesn't have a playoff uh, rep yet. 
You know, right. like last year's kind of a wash. Not a large just, sample size. Not a large sample size. Last year was a wash because it was just so amazing that it's like, oh, he's the best. Because, <laughs> yeah. um, So this is also, he's putting a rep. This is his rep right here. His whole, mm-hmm. which is unfair, his whole career in terms of playoff performance might hinge on this year, which right. sucks, which is super unfair. But narrative-wise, that might go with it. And yeah, I think for him, for me, he's like the number one bench dude. And other than I think, Paul George, the one with the most approved on the team. Yeah, to me, like the one with the most approved has got to be Paul George. Um, he, you know, he hasn't had a deep playoff run in a while. Um, coming off an injury, coming through a season where, I mean, he definitely played a lot less than any of us thought, even, you know, even coming into this thing, mm-hmm. knowing that he was going to miss 10 or 12 games. Um, and it seems like the public perception and opinion of Paul George has turned pretty severely from yeah. where it was a year ago. Which is insane. Do you disagree? <laughs> oh. No, I'm saying, like, I agree with you. I'm just saying, like, the fact that people have all of a sudden, he's like a bum to NBA yeah. Twitter. It doesn't <laughs> totally. make any sense. The dude at, like, 23 years old went toe-to-toe with LeBron James at the peak of his powers in the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah. And played was, well. And he was third yeah. in MVP voting. Yes. Last year he was third on the MVP. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so – and he played pretty well when he got his legs under him. There was some stop and start, some, you know, getting He got back the shoulders shape. under him immediately. Those first two games, it was like, cool, man. Just, yeah, shoot. The shoulders look great. Yeah, just shoot whatever you want to do. <laughs> yeah, like exactly. 65% those first two games back from three or something. Um, right. But, like, if you follow Shane Young, all he talks about is how Paul George has basically turned himself into, like, 6'11 Steph Curry. Oh, and, yeah. And that's awesome. And Yeah, that's good. Like, <laughs> no, he sucks. Like, what are you? What's going on? <laughs> yeah. Well, he sucks, or he's a Hall of Famer. We've talked about uh, Scottie before. Pippen. Yeah, Scottie and T Mac. T Mac combined. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. And this yeah. is just also like the to me the most realistic. I mean, TBD. I guess depending on how the playoffs go, but the most realistic shot he's ever had at a, at a finals. And like, I mean, even right. in the, even in Indiana, like, I mean, it wasn't going to happen. Even Eastern Conference <laughs> Finals, like, they weren't really making it out of the East, though. Yeah, it just never had the talent. They never had a team like this. Yeah, right. this is this is the shot. This is his shot. I don't know. Yeah, we also kind of talked about um, Lou has some pressure on him from a legacy yeah. standpoint. If he gets a ring, he's a Hall of Famer, hundred percent. In these next two years, if he gets a ring, he's a that's it. That's the cap <clears throat> yeah. off of the Hall of Fame career, and not uh, just in Magic City. Yes, not just not getting <laughs> not getting his jersey next to Harden's, who was already retired at Magic. Um, but do you think Lou? Like, do you think he's feeling any pressure at all? I, I think he does. Lou feel pressure? To. Yeah, it can go both ways. <laughs> like, I don't know if he does, but like, I don't know if he is like really attuned to any external force or if the sound. He's just he other does than move, the vibrations of the earth. <laughs> other than the vibrations that's of the earth. Yeah. Uh, that's true. Other than uh, Clipperholics articles written by Ryan Snelling. That's, that's so the funny. only other thing that's, God, that's ever <laughs> gotten under his skin. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. I feel like he should. Maybe that's what I will say. No, he that's should a good feel yeah. pressure. Um, but maybe he doesn't. Uh, I'm not saying that he, he doesn't is... want to have great games or he doesn't oh, want to. No. Sure. I, think, I think he's absolutely driven to win, but I yes. don't think that he's like, man, what are people going to say about me if I don't? Yeah, he does not care about that. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's an interesting way to put it. He he is always interested in having a good game and being a good player, yeah. but I don't necessarily know if that then extends to no, I need to cement my legacy as an NBA champion. 
for sure. Yeah, he's already the underground goat, which definitely right. is uh, enough to hang your hat on. I think he right. understands the magnitude of it and how sweet it would be, but right. is not going like I think he really wants one, absolutely. But I don't think he's going to be like it's not going to be some really sad story where it's like, damn, he never got a ring. It's like he did a whole bunch of other amazing things that he seems right. pretty content about, considering he's also going to retire two years ago. Yeah, two years ago. <laughs> right. So it's all been good from there. Um, is there a sleeper? Is there somebody like I, I guess Reggie? I mean, we've kind of already talked about Reggie more than I thought we would this podcast, but somebody oh. who's like kind of a sleeper, um, uh, who maybe has something to prove that like maybe we're not thinking of. Reggie, hmm. Reggie's a good one. He's also a free agent. Same with, um, yeah, I think Morris too. I, I think Morris, I mean, because he's, I mean, he's had a lot of playoff success. He fucked uh, up his deal, yeah. like, he fucked up his deals. <laughs> Which right. has to yeah. factor into it. Like, right. it absolutely does. I don't even mean it in a rude He way. lost himself some money. He lost yeah. himself some money yeah. for a couple of years after this. So, like... If he needs a good deal on a house, I know a guy, though. It's not a good deal, though. <laughs> like... <laughs> um, what about Zoo? I think Zoo's perfectly content. So, that's an interesting one because he is the starter, and I feel like there is so much in the media about the perceived, like inadequacies at the five of, of Zubots. Like, it's just so funny when they're like, um, it's all, it's at the five. You're like, you're talking about Zoo because we only have two and Montrose Hill gets 35 <laughs> minutes and averages like 20 and nine. So yeah. we know who you're talking about. <laughs> right. Yeah. And Zoo is good in his minutes. So I don't know what you're talking about, but yeah, we know. Like, I think that his legacy or like proving something is he got played off the floor last year. Uh, yeah, but it match up wise though that was yeah. like a t- I mean like that, it's a terrible matchup for, for But I also think that the media like view about it and sort of how it all got talked about was oh you can't play Zoo in big playoff minutes because he's not going to be good and it's like well he went up against the Voltron Warriors in his first ever playoff series. That's what's crazy is like Zoo has a playoff rep while Trez doesn't. Like Zoo has a rep of he got played off the floor. And Trez, despite right. playing well, should have a rep of like he's a beast in the playoffs. Doesn't have anything yet? I right. think Trez if won a, Trez won a game though, no, I know, but that's what I yeah. mean. That's what's crazy. He doesn't even have <laughs> a mean, rep yet. Like yeah. he doesn't have a rep yet, so it's like that's odd. Where Zubac immediately gets dumped on. Um, I also think Zoo is after the contract. I think Zoo is just like whatever, dude. I'm 22 on the best team. Like, I, yeah, I was gonna say I, I want to learn. He, I want to keep my head down because I also think he right. gets dunked on by the press because he's a quiet dude is easy to dunk on in the press like he's 22 yeah. he hasn't had a lot of good vet leadership until he came to the clippers like right. there were no development like, didn't like no him. development until yeah like, like last year i think he's enjoying the ride definitely and he's so young like i don't know if the pressure really gets to him yet like not in right. the same way that it does for those other guys yeah and he knows like who knows he's not going to be in a crunch time in any way like, that's not going to happen, and Zoo has to... I mean, he's ready for it. That's not to say that he's not prepared yeah. to go. Like, you know, like, all the... It's funny, because he talks about his playing time kind of like a bench. He's like, I just got to be ready to do whatever they want me to do. Um, right. If you were to have a big game, though, like, if you were to have a big game so in that great. Lakers series, I mean, I think that, the that, Rockets. Would, that would go to cementing that that contract in the Lakers trade. He looks like, good about just it. one of the most, yeah. like, one of the greatest strokes of luck for the organization. I like that you put luck and not. Sometimes people talk about it as fleece. I'm like, it's not. Is it a fleece if someone offers you a horrible trade and you just say yes without even a counter? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, man, Zoo having 
a good game. Say we end up facing the Rockets in the playoffs. Zoo having, which he did last time we played, a huge right. game against the Rockets. You talk about getting a lot of respect from Clippers fans for sure. Is getting that uh yeah, that was a dominant thing game. out of that the way. Great. Like it would be great if you like yeah. help put them away in a series, maybe even the second round. <laughs> how poignant that would be. Um is there any pressure? How much pressure do you think is on right. Doc right. from fan? Um not enough. Ooh, yeah, I, I, I don't okay. know. I I think that the seat would get a little hotter. I mean, if anything less than a Western Conference, well, anything less than a finals appearance, I feel like the seat has to get a little hotter. EPJ from Hoops and Brews said kind of the same thing. He's you like, have two years. Ship, like, you you have two years if you, there. if you don't even make it halfway there, even make it to the finals in the first one. Right. Uh, yeah, I, I would think that it heats up a little bit. Um, Especially unless, if it comes down to like his gut. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he left in Lou and Trez too long, and we blew a seven-point lead in the last five minutes. You can yeah. see the list of nitpicks. Like I can, I yeah. as soon as you said his gut, I just had a, I, I was having like Twitter, like <laughs> I was, oh no, I like, was imagining I was it comes down to sexiest coach, and somehow Budenholzer ekes it out over Doc because he's not putting in work in this offseason. No mustache. Uh, do you think Doc's seat should be hotter? Is what you said? Though. Yeah, just I in do. general. In general. Yeah. Um, I mean, but I might be the wrong. I thought he should have been fired two years ago. I thought before last season, he should have been fired. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, and not be after last year, but the, right before that all started, I thought we should have made Sam Cassell the coach and just moved on. Uh, oh. We had a younger team. I thought, you know, it was time to move into a different. Anyway, I just think that Doc's that's a, that's tenure, a fair thought. Yeah. As, as Clippers coach, kind of has to be viewed as a failure. So oh, far, um, we had we know. had elite talent. We Failure, never made a West. Yeah, underwhelming. Because we, we ran into the Warriors. We ran into the greatest basketball team of all time for two seasons, which is difficult. I don't know if failure, but we didn't. But we didn't. We beat them once, and then we never faced them again because we true. never got there. That's fair. I also wanted to believe that a bit. I don't. I don't think we're beating that. No. Well, I think the first year we might have. I think that 2014-15 team we might have beat them. The Warriors hadn't done it yet. Fair. We played him pretty well. Yeah. But I just think that his mishandling of the Chris and Blake situation, his horrible tenure as GM is, I mean, he, he oh, yeah. I kind of, re- I kind of remove that from Doc's resume too. Yeah. I, I don't think you can. I don't think no. you can. No, you're right. You're right. You're absolutely right. I give him a pass because of the last right. couple of years, but yeah. right. I think 17, 18 made me have more faith. Yeah. See, I mean, that I 42 would, win team. Totally. I would disagree because we we fumbled games the last 11 12 the games that was would have a bad roster. The playoffs. Oh, Agreed. The, yeah, we yeah, we we were what? We blew a bunch short. of games. Yeah. 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 And also, so that team if that yes, team would have made the playoffs, that would have been absurd. That would have been Yeah. Bad. And that team was held together by like gum and a couple two Milos. Yeah. <laughs> Don't no. Don't you dare disrespect me. I, no, I'm not at all. Okay. I now hearing your perspective, like I I can the GM thing is tough. <laughs> That's such a hard <laughs> dude. Um, I tend to give him a pass on that just because of how he, hired he did not Frank. he did he did hire Lawrence Frank. No, but uh I think if well, it's not done in the next two seasons, then I think I have to agree with you. Yeah. Because this is the window. Like right. this is now make or break for him for it to be a fail i think 
you just you can't get as far as Vinny Del Negro and think that we're going to be okay with that. That's fair. And like, yeah. that's with more it. talent. With, now, more, with talent, more talent consistently. And the only reason we brought you in was to get us over the hump because we thought Vinny couldn't do it. Yeah. And you, you think never could have done it? Probably not. Yeah. Probably not. <laughs> it's crazy. We were looking Chuck's at a Vinny apologist. So. We were looking at the oh, DeAndre okay. stats when Vinny Del Negro came in and then when Doc came in. Oh, man. Truly had no idea what to do with DeAndre Negro. <laughs> Vinny Del Negro. No. no, no. <laughs> he's like, well, he's athletic and can jump. I don't think he's got a future in the NBA. Um, <laughs> well, Joseph Fry Ward wants Doc Rivers fired before the end of the season. Unbelievable. That's right. Uh, and Lou Williams kicked off the team. That's fire right. him yeah. too. Now, I think I think uh, the failure moniker I think is going to be. We'll have you back on uh, if we don't win the chip, and if we do win the chip, but so you can tell everyone okay. that you're correct. Because I will agree with your take 100. It's like if if we win if the chip, I'm not going to be sober. So maybe don't have oh, him. God. If we win the chip, I will never be sober again. <laughs> I'm just going to be inside. So, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, coming up after this, we're going to be talking uh, the NBA's, you know, new plans to hamper the Clippers back-to-back efforts. Uh, we have to give a shout out <laughs> to the NBA, the junior NBA coach of the year, uh, who was affiliated with the Clippers. But first, Will, explain to me how I can read with my ears faster than with my eyes oh wow so you can read uh with your ears or your eyes with blinkist you get unlimited access to read their massive library of condensed non-fiction books all the books you want and all for one low price right now for a limited time blinkist has a special offer just for our audience go to blinkist.com slash nba to try it for free for seven days and save 25 percent off your new subscription that's blinkist Spell B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T, Blinkist.com slash NBA to start your free seven-day trial. And you'll also save 25% off, but only when you sign up at Blinkist.com slash NBA. Get reading. Woo. All right. I'm going to get listening, but you guys keep coming yeah. with that reading thing. Listen, listening is still reading. Yeah, you know, it's all different. If you listen um, to an audio, if, <laughs> if someone listens to an audiobook in your mind, they haven't read the book. No, they've read it. They've just listened to it. I don't think they've read it. I'm not okay, put my foot down on that one. I'm a little bit uh, inclined read to books. agree with Joseph. Like, <laughs> I, I also can't pay attention to regular audiobooks, which is why I do Blinkus. Yeah. It's condensed. It's simple. That's right, working, man. His Will's lights are always brighter in his apartment because he's putting in this extra uh, tablet. Um, <laughs> so we're going to talk about the NBA reportedly wants a traditional timeline, words that I don't think people should probably use in 2020 anymore, uh, for next year's 82-game regular season. The NBA could play more back-to-backs in sets of four games and five nights if Saliga has attempted to move away from due to player rest. Is this a? Are we watching a tsunami come our way while the first tsunami gets out of the way? This is such a major, like ass backwards <laughs> step that I cannot yeah. even fathom. <laughs> that I cannot even even fathom. Uh, three months ago, we were talking about: Do our eighty-two games even necessary? Are back-to-backs right. necessary? Yeah, truly. Right. Uh, and there can't be any more three and four, four and five. And now it's just the exact opposite. <laughs> what if we did it all again? Yeah. <laughs> it's I insanity. It's insanity. Know. And if the Raptors won last year and the Clippers win this year, I think we just need to accept that any major star shouldn't play in back-to-back games, period. Maybe right. they shouldn't exist at all. And 82 right. games, who Who cares? Who, why is 82 important? It's called the record book, buddy. And if the record book, 
gets changed. This is baseball now. I put on my baseball Clippers hat. Uh, oh, good. No, I think this is a, it's insane. Why would you want to do this? Like money. Well, okay, yeah. I mean, you gotta you gotta afford that extra two mil on the PG estate. Um, <laughs> I just like I can't imagine the players' union lets this happen. No, Chris I just Paul, don't know. the head of the know. players' union, is gonna be like, let's know. do it. Well. You don't know if the owners are going to try to renegotiate and try to get prorated salaries. That's true. Withhold stuff. They've already withheld money yeah. from the players. They asked for you to give it back. So, um, <laughs> yeah. guys, come on, give it back. Pay Look, it forward to you're your not playing. owner. <laughs> yeah. So just we're going to need that last check back. Um, so I think I think that the reason why it's being like proposed is because everybody's trying to recoup whatever money they lost from this year. Yeah, but um, they probably. I have. do think, yeah. However, exactly. I do think, however, it is the most insane thing I've ever heard in my life. Um, and what they said was what it's like a month between the NBA yeah. finals and the beginning of training camp. Yeah. And if, Clippers aren't doing so training they, camp if that's what happens. Clippers go to the no, finals. Exactly. So be like training camps hanging out at your house. Yeah, exactly. And it's just it's insane too that what sells in the NBA isn't parody. We've already discovered this. Parody does not sell in the NBA. What it's sells in the NBA is dynasties, right? So why, as the NBA, would you take away your biggest moneymaker, which is a dynasty, for whoever it is that wins the championship this year? It's the Lakers, the Clippers, the Bucks. If you do this, you are pretty much taking away the opportunity for the NBA champion. Yeah, to get a hell of a lot harder. Right. And yeah. you're also basically – taking away any incentive to make it out of the first round. Yeah. You either, yeah that's a good point. I didn't yeah, even think call. about that. You either need to make the finals or lose in the first round to have this be worth anything for you. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you've already lost your drafting position. So it's like, exactly. okay, so yeah, like I'm just we're, screwed. Like, <laughs> we're getting a crap yeah. draft. We're not going to make a deep playoff run. Like, why are we trying again? And we have to play right. more games in less time next year. Yeah, the, the losers of the Western Conference and Eastern Conference Finals this year are going to be so shit out of luck for next season. <laughs> um, and it sucks. It really sucks. Uh, I hope they don't uh, – I hope they don't do – what would Clippers bro say about this? We haven't even talked about how you're the legendary Clippers bro yet. That is right. You saw we were going to talk Clippers about bro. it. I can see the relaxation in your shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> so I am the Clippers bro. And if he were here, he would say, bro, that 82 games, 95 games, 110 games, Clippers are winning three in a row, bro. That's what's happening. All right, man. We hope Clippers bro. I mean, where's, well, where's Clippers bro live? Is he doing all right? He's he's doing all right. Um, he is down in Laguna Niguel. Uh, oh, he is he is isolating at home. Uh, he doesn't he know what's terrified. going. Terrified. <laughs> he is terrified that uh, no one is outside every time he goes on his run shirtless. Of course. Um, <laughs> and uh, he just wants to know where everybody is so that he can give them his his hot takes. That's yeah. This burning desire. Yeah, we love the Clippers those out there <laughs> repping for us in these streets. Um, we have to give a we have a nice story. Sometimes shavings we don't necessarily have nice, but this is a good one. Yeah. So uh junior NBA coach of the year was named uh finalist Oscar OJ Pelt from the Clippers Youth Squad. Oh so, yeah. The Junior NBA Coach of the Year Award is given to a youth basketball coach nominated by an NBA, WNBA, or G League team. 
who's making a positive impact on youth by demonstrating outstanding integrity, character, and leadership. And Oscar Pelt is doing that on and off the court. He's been a basketball coach at Fred Roberts Recreation Center for the past 14 years. Damn. He's helped teach many young wow. boys and girls the fundamentals of the game and the mental fortitude that it can provide. And he's also helping the families of his players, making a priority to make trips to his local food bank and ensure all parents have enough food to feed their children while working with organizations that provide shoes to those in need. Awesome role model. Seems, seems like a great dude. He's also, he's 31. He's been coaching for 14 years. Damn. That's unbelievable. This guy's dedicated. Skin like, in the game. Skin in the game. Good for you, Oscar. Oscar, if we could, I would love to, uh, buy you a beer or whatever we could do in quarantine. Um, shout out to Oscar. Shout out to the Clippers for yeah. just in general, everything in this time. We talked about it. Um, it's really cool to like recognize youth basketball coaches. It's, it's like really cool that the organization is like getting this thing started and like being active in the community at, you know, at, as young of age as possible. I think that, you know, goes beyond fandom to like. Uh, good person the, stuff. Good person yeah. stuff. Like being a good community, good community piece and, and franchise yeah i love uh i was we were near a basketball court the other day and i was like oh it's a clippers court that's kind of cool uh and thinking about how funny it was when people were like these damn clippers putting up courts trying to get youth as fans by making their communities better and free backpacks food like it's propaganda uh, man it's propaganda <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> oh so they give backpacks out huh so kids can go to school easier real nice real nice um <laughs> Man, we love the Clippers. If you haven't seen the Andre Robinson produced um, while we've been away video uh, that the Clippers put out with narrated by Paul George, go watch it. Uh, yeah. A ton of times. Uh, shout out to Andre Robinson, too. Also, really the hardest working person I think we see at Staples Center. The dude is always rushing off no, the diesel team. team. Whole, like, whole, 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 whole Clippers oh, team. That's our team. Oh, gee. They're you know always working saying. hard. Everybody's working hard. I don't know what this guy's doing over here. Okay. He's running, you guys. He's running. <laughs> He's running. <laughs> Shout out to the whole Clippers media team. Shout out to Carly Widows. We hope they can have some people out there uh, during the finals so we don't have to have, like, doc film content on the phone, whatever they would do. Oh, yeah. One thing to leave on. Joseph, do you want crowd noise pumped in? Oh, good call. Um, no, I agree. I want to hear the players on the court or, or what do you want? One player gets to play their iPod. I want, well, that'd be funny. (laughs) That'd be really good. No, I really want just Pat Bev mic'd up uncensored. I I will pay money. No delay. I don't care how much it is. I just want to hear him unfiltered. That's what I want. That's a good call. Yeah, that's pretty much. Yeah, that's pretty much our thoughts too. No, no crowd noise. Don't do it, NBA. Yeah. We don't need it. We want to hear what the players are doing. Like this I is have such a take. unique opportunity. I want announcers there, but I want it to be at the same spot, so they're like right courtside, which makes it so <laughs> what they're saying is a lot more heavy in yeah. terms of like the players being oh, able so to. The players yeah. can hear it. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, like they I can't like hear too. the broadcast guys. So like when Mark, like, they don't even people, have mics; they just have megaphones. Yeah, Landry yeah. Shamit's going to be yelling at Marv Albert. He's going to be like Landry Shamit <laughs> after he makes threes, like. Man, I hope uh, that's what I hope happens. Yeah, the crowd noise seems bad. Yeah. Trez is against the crowd noise too, so yeah, I think that pretty. Much. Um, did it? Come on, we don't need to do that. We, we've been through this. Um, Joseph, thank you so much for being on this pod with us. Where can thank the folks you find me. you? Yeah, where can they find uh, you and your work? Uh, you can find me on Twitter uh, at Joseph Rye Award. Uh, it's my full name. Um, you could also find us at at Clipset Pod. Uh, if you do follow me, though. 
just mute me until the season starts. Uh, there's a lot of activism going on on my page. So if that kind of thing bothers you, probably not the best time to have me on your timeline. So, But still, give him a follow. Yeah, still give him a follow. Also, just, also, get with it. Get with it. You know what? Joe's like, look, I don't care if you care. Give him a follow. Uh, that's tight. And then uh, why don't you give these nice people your home address in case your doctor was fake. Uh, uh, so it is five. <laughs> uh, it is uh, Paul George's old apartment. Um, yeah. Thank you again so much, you guys. If you're listening to this, also listen to the Clipset podcast. It is a fantastic uh, kind thank of Clippers you, culture pod. It's so fun. Uh, we've had the opportunity to do it a couple times, and every time it has been very. Um, Friday's episode, we got Dr. Tarchi back. We're also going to be doing a weekend episode for you guys. Um, we have a Love Mary quarantine. Whatever else happens between now and then in Clipperland, uh, you can find us on iTunes, Deezer. Spotify, uh, I think Bloomberg does pods now. Yeah, Bloomberg um, pods for sure. Bloomberg pods, Berg pods. Uh, yeah, please write, subscribe, all those good things. Thank you so much for sticking with us. We're almost there. The light is like starting to kind of like. We're not on Biden pods. Brilliant. We refused to. You have yeah, to get no. a kiss on the mouth for the contract. So we, <laughs> we couldn't do it. Yeah, I one hundred percent took that kiss on the mouth. <laughs> You're like, <laughs> clip said, <laughs> however, number yeah. one, number one podcast, Biden pods, yeah, only podcast on there. You can find us on iTunes. Please rate, subscribe, review all that good stuff. We appreciate it so much. I have been Positive Chuck Mockler. And I am William the Opinion Updike. We appreciate you.